Chapter Seven of Pleasure Cycling by Henry Clyde. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven On the Road. When all the world was free, and not of care had we, each grassy blade, each forest shade, each winding stream, we thought was made for our long jubilee. J. Andrews Cone cycling gratifies the love of adventure which is latent in everybody you may make a little journey into the world on your wheel and although you travel but a hundred miles from your home you will be surprised to find how much of interest and amusement you meet along new roads and among fresh faces and unfamiliar landscapes get a good road map of the country for forty miles around your home study routes and distances with its help learn where the comfortable country inns are plan for each long ride a route in advance and do the whole region thoroughly after a month's or two months practice you will be able easily to take a twenty or twenty-five mile route out before dinner dine and rest and run home easily in the afternoon or you may plan a hundred mile trip out and home resting overnight at your fifty-mile objective point you may be happy enough to have secured a week's or a fortnight's outing and wise enough to devote it to the companionship of your wheel in this case you will make deliberate preparations for a long trip you will arrange an itinerary or select one from the league road book showing routes and stopping places for each day's run and make your map a part of your equipment the wheelman at least in the east will find many road maps in the market some good and some nearly worthless for all round use in the country regions of massachusetts the writer prefers the plates of the standard massachusetts atlas published by george h walker and company of boston these twenty-seven in number and covering the entire state are sold separately folded in stiff covers and can easily be carried in the pocket the scale is an inch to the mile the roads are very accurately laid down and the character of them as being good or bad fairly well indicated contour lines in color indicate heights above sea level railway crossings at grade or over or under grade and churches schoolhouses and cemeteries which often serve as landmarks in a strange country are also indicated by the study of these maps the writer may form a reasonably good notion in advance of the character of a proposed new route if you wish to keep in touch with the bicycling world besides enjoying the substantial advantages which attach to a membership in the way of special rates at many hotels and the use of its excellent road books you will probably join the league of american wheelmen the league was formed at newport rhode island may thirty first eighteen eighty it grew out of suggestions made by charles e pratt of boston who was its first president the objects of it as set forth in its original constitution and which have been substantially adhered to since were quote, to promote the general interests of bicycling to ascertain defend and protect the rights of wheelmen and to encourage and facilitate touring end quote. it is largely owing to the efforts of the league and its officers 
that the legal rights of cyclers upon the road have been ascertained and clearly defined and its efforts directed to the improvement of the public highways of the country deserve grateful recognition by all good citizens whether cyclers or not the official organ of the organization is the l a w bulletin and in january eighteen ninety two it commenced the publication of the well-known magazine good roads footnote the bulletin and good roads are now april eighteen ninety five consolidated End footnote. the road books published by the league and not easily to be obtained except by its members are the result of infinite patient disinterested effort on the part of wheelmen and the officers of the league in charge of the work the books give in detail distances character and grades of roads landmarks and stopping places along a great number of the principal highways in the different states in which they are severally issued and include maps giving the general course and direction of the roads the seventh and latest edition of the massachusetts road book was issued in eighteen ninety four your outfit if small you may take with you in a luggage carrier or in a valise made to fit within the frame of your bicycle or you may reduce your impedimenta to what may be strapped to the handlebar, sending on other baggage from point to point by express if you start for a long trip make up your mind not to be annoyed by trivial things nor to fret if your plans are deranged by bad weather or unforeseen happenings a rainy day in a country inn may indeed be dull but this like everything else will pass and you will only add to your own discomfort and that of others by taking it hardly above all do not get obstinately bent on pushing on through wet and wind if you are a good wheelman you should be also an everyday philosopher and as such superior to all petty vexations if you will take things as they come and refrain from fidgeting and worrying you will find your week on a bicycle a bright spot in your remembrance as long as you live and when your faithful wheel brings you back to your own door you will dismount from it feeling yourself a giant refreshed the diligent cycler becomes perforce a keen student of topography in the course of a season on the wheel you will become intimately acquainted with every road within a reach of twenty miles from your home you will know the hard hills and the easy ones the troublesome ruts in one road the smooth hard-beaten footpaths that border another for miles the sandy roads that are impassable in dry weather but which a summer thunder-shower beats hard for you and the wet woodland byways that only weeks of sunshine will make tolerable you note the changes which the hurrying season brings the maple sapling prematurely scarlet in the marsh the ripening of the hops upon the farmer's vine and the purpling of the wild grapes in some thicket of which in july you discovered the secret in the season you scent the laden hay-rigging by the fragrant wisps that it drops behind it along the road long before you hear the creaking of its labouring wheels the indian corn you watch from its youth of silky greenness to the day of its solid golden maturity 
and you anticipate the coming time when the surly green apples overhanging the road shall soften to a mellow crimson but the pleasures of cycling are not to be obtained only from long runs and country rides you may choose for your riding the suburban parks and boulevards which on a summer afternoon you will find dotted all over with the swift gliding wheels of others like yourself on health and pleasure bent for the beauty of wild landscapes the hill pastures the thick woods and the tangle of goldenrod and asters by the roadsides you enjoy now the more conventional charm of well-kept lawns and flower gardens and instead of farmhouses and country schoolhouses you spin by queen anne cottages and shingle-sided villas all these scattered along roads over which your machine almost moves itself so that nothing diverts your attention from the beauty in nature and art which surrounds you or from the living beauty which meets you on the way the city wheelman has offered him for exploration miles of park and suburban beauty the wonderful zone of gardens hills and villages that surrounds boston the noble asphalted streets and avenues of washington riverside and central park druid hill and fairmount and the magnificent chain of boulevards and parks that girdles chicago any of these furnish room for a season's cycling on a bright june saturday as you sit at your desk dispatching with unwonted celerity the business of the day you will bless the beneficent and growing custom which is making a half holiday on the seventh day of the week until at length you are ready to close safe door and roll top with a clang and a slam and hasten to where your patient wheel shining and well oiled overnight is waiting for you you grudge the accustomed delay of the steam or electric line that takes you home and once there you lose no time in discarding the starched garments of conventionality and slipping into your loose-fitting knickerbockers and flannels you vault into the saddle and give your first push to the pedals and the cares that have infested the week are forgotten and for an afternoon you are a boy again as you join the crowd on the suburban roads or in the driveways of the neighboring park or run a half score of miles to some unexplored village or perhaps spin over the long stretch of a hard sea beach within easy reach of the city not all the enjoyments of a healthy sport are to be found in its present exercise but the pleasures of it are also in memory and anticipation to the wheelman who loves nature who keeps his eyes open to the pictures that she paints for him his ears alive to the symphonies of the winds and the brooks the songs of the birds and the whisperings of the sea who appreciates the humours and whimsicalities of everyday life and makes even a superficial study of them as they pass before him in the panorama which he watches from the saddle the adventures and happenings of a season on the wheel may in the retrospect enliven many a dull day or winter evening you may if you crave the satisfaction of benefiting others while you are amusing yourself select some good route not yet described in your road books and set yourself the task of thoroughly exploring and noting it at the end of the season making up your notes into the form of the league routes 
and sending the result to the proper quarter. If you are a photographer, you may make your camera a part of your bicycle outfit, and it will preserve for your future enjoyment hundreds of souvenirs of men and things. If, better still, you are an artist, even if your capacity is limited to making a tolerable sketch in watercolor or black and white, you may carry along your sketching materials, sure of abundant opportunity for using them. If you can make clever sketches, truthful or whimsical, of the persons you meet, so much the better. If you can do none of these things, you can at least write, and you will find a book of notes of your season's runs not only interesting as recalling the memories of pleasant days, but full of bits of useful knowledge for the wheelman and the local topographer. Note each run of any consequence that you make, the distance of it by the cyclometer if you use one, if not as nearly as you can by the map and scale, and the time made from point to point. Note the weather, the character and condition of the roads over which you travel. Mention the odd things and queer people whom you meet, the acquaintances you make, the inns at which you stop, and what they serve you for dinner. Do not say, this or that is trivial, it would be childish to note it. You are not at work, but at play, and to the child at play nothing is childish. It is the best of this noble sport that, to the busy man, it brings back, while his wheels whirl, his lost youth. And, if you are to be young, you may as well begin as near the beginning as possible. You may come home with your pockets ballasted with geological specimens, or with your machine loaded with bunches of goldenrod and swamp pink. If you have any special interest that connects you with the world of outward nature, you will find something to interest you. You may, if you like, take out with you a book to read, but you probably will not read it. If you can be content to lie under a tree and take the world at second hand from the pages of a book, while your wheel waits impatiently at your feet begging you to ride it, and all the world of reality lies before you to explore, you are at least an oddity. Some good friend will tell you that wheeling is a selfish, solitary sport, another that it can only be practiced with pleasure in good company. You will bear these slanders with equanimity, well knowing that neither is true. Cycling is certainly the most independent of sports. There are times when you want no companion but your silent wheel, and then it will not fail you. A solitude in which you cannot brood or fret may be just what appeals to you after a week of wrangling in the courts or chaffering in the market, or with the prospect before you of facing a sea of faces, dull or attentive, in a pulpit on the morrow. At such a time you will turn from the haunts of men to wheel over miles of country road, through the woods perhaps, or along the autumn seashore, with the wheel and cheerful thoughts for your only companions. Again you will want company, considering that a pleasure shared with another is a pleasure doubled, and then your cycle runs alongside that of some friend of like disposition, and you both talk faster than you ever talked before. Or you may be disposed to join a merry company of cyclers, 
and contented to set your pace to that of the weakest wheel go out for a day's prescribed run thus it is the prime advantage of the sport that it suits almost any mood of mind in which you can approach it but the twilight draws you on and it is time to turn the cycle and to push soberly towards home and so to the fellow wheelmen and wheelwomen who have made the afternoon's run in his company and who he hopes have enjoyed it half as well as he has the writer wishing to each and every one of them more power to his wheel rings a farewell salute upon his bell and says good-bye end of chapter seven end of pleasure cycling by henry clyde